Listening to sermons as we go about our days, driving around or doing our work, is a perfect reminder of our Lord's promises and of His mercies. This is the mission of Upper Room Media. To make the Word of God accessible to anybody and everybody. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. This is the last week of the fast of the Holy Spirit or the fast of the apostles. And I think the church, in her beauty and her wisdom, gives us very strong greetings today. Gives us very strong greetings all the way from last night in Vespers. So what I want to do is I want to walk us a little bit through a journey of all the readings over the last few days or from last night into today. And the gospel reading from last night was from Luke chapter 9. And it's very similar to the gospel of this morning. And it says, first let's start with the psalm. Now I know that the Lord saves his anointed. He will answer him from his holy heaven, save Lord. May the king answer us when we call. Look what King David is saying. He's saying, save Lord, save. As I was reading this psalm, I kept thinking to myself, if I have the heart of Christ, if I have been part of this church for such a long period of time since, you know, when I was young, I was actually, before we had these fancy churches, before we had nice big cathedral styles, we would pray in little halls. And I was baptized in a little cooler, a red cooler. That's how the church in America started when people were immigrating to this country and wanting to preserve their faith. A cooler. But that cooler was filled with power from on high. And that cooler and that prayer that was prayed anointed and sealed and gave power from on high through the work of the Holy Spirit. I wonder to myself, as if I am adopted into the family of Christ, if I know how much I was purchased as a, at a cost, do I say with King David, save Lord, save your people, save my city, save my school, save my work coworkers, save every single person that I encounter? And I think oftentimes we in the church, we still have this mentality that the church is for me to be a consumer. The church is for, for me to take from the church. I'm here and every week I come, I want the church to give me something. I want Abuna to come visit me. I want the servants to teach my Sunday school, my kids Sunday school. I want, which is all great by the way, don't get me wrong, but is my mentality that of a taker, one who takes, one who wants, asks what the church can do for them versus one who has the mentality of save Lord, says I've received so much. I've received a great gift. I have so much that God has poured into me. I'm not even worthy of what God has given me. But because I've received so much, I want to go out and I want to give it to every single person that I possibly can. I want to be a contributor. I don't want to be a consumer. I want to be a contributor. I want to give. I want to serve. I want to pour my life out for, the, for those around me. Ask yourself, am I a consumer or a contributor? Am I the type of person who is in the church wanting to take from the church? Am I one of the people in the church that says, I want to contribute to the word? Save Lord. May the king answer us when we call. 
Then he called his disciples together and gave them power and authority. Those who are in Christ and those who have the Holy Spirit working in them have power and authority over what? Demons and to cure diseases. He sent them to do what? To preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. And he said to them, take nothing for your journey. Those who are in Christ, those who are filled with the Spirit have power. As I look at the condition of myself, and sometimes I look at the condition of the church, and I wonder to myself, do we really believe that we have power? Do we really believe that he who dwells in me is greater than he who's in the world? You read the concluding verse of the gospel this morning, that he's given us power and authority to conquer all serpents and scorpions and all the power of the enemy. Do I believe that I have that power? Or do I believe that I'm supposed to be in weakness all the time? Oftentimes, we are thinking and saying, Lord, I'm weak, I'm a sinner, I'm broken, I have nothing, which repentance is important. But if I'm always living in a state of weakness, where is the power from on high? If I'm always living in a state of brokenness, where is the space for the Holy Spirit to fill me and to use me to save, Lord, save, Lord, save your people, save your church, save your city? But if I'm focused on that which is broken within me, I don't have the ability to see those around me. My brokenness should lead me to closer encounter with God, to seeking Him, to falling at His feet. And my encounter with Him should lead me to others. It's a right foot, left foot. Repentance leads to change of direction, and change of direction leads to encouraging those around me to also move in the same direction towards the healing loving power of the Lord Jesus Christ. You go to the, go to the Gospel of Matins. The Gospel of Matins. Who is the first person to receive Jesus after the resurrection, to see him? Mary Magdalene. What was Mary Magdalene? She was demon-possessed, and the power of the Holy Spirit, the work of Christ in her, moved her to go be the first evangelist of the gospel. The gospel doesn't say Peter or John, one of the disciples. It says Mary Magdalene was the first evangelist to go out and to preach. Look at the power. Look at the power that happens when someone encounters Christ, receives him, wants to go share with every single person. Look at the Pauline epistle. Look at how the church gives us these readings. It's amazing. St. Paul says, St. Paul, St. Paul, Saul of Tarsus, the persecutor of persecutors, the one who the, the church in Acts chapter 5 had to scatter. Acts chapter 8 had to scatter. Scatter because of fear for what Saul of Tarsus was doing to them. They scattered. Chasing them down, trying to slaughter Christians. And look what happens. He becomes the apostle of apostles. He becomes the evangelist. He becomes the one who's converted and is the ambassador of the message of the gospel. One who encounters Christ and one who really feels and sees the work that God has done can't help but share with others. The handkerchief of one healed, the shadow of the other healed. Broken men, weak men, not men who were gifted by nature, by their personalities and their temperament, but when they were filled we're able to do amazing signs and wonders. Look what St. Paul says. He says, am I not an apostle? Am I not all these different things? He basically says all these different, but look what he says. 
If we have sown spiritual things for you, is it a great thing if we reap your material things? If others are partakers of this right over you, are we not even more? He's saying, if we're serving you, are we not entitled for you to care for us? Nevertheless, we have not used this right, but endure all things, lest we hinder the gospel of Christ. Even so, verse 14, the Lord has commanded that those who preach the gospel should live from the gospel. For if I preach the gospel, I have nothing to boast of, for necessity is laid upon me. St. Paul is saying, is it a big deal that I preached? Is it something great that Christ witnessed, visited me, served me, I encountered him? It's necessity has been laid upon me. One who's received much, one who has a vaccine, one who has power, one who has healing to offer to the world around them. Can they keep it to themselves? The overflow of the love of God is the overflow into others. Look at this, what he says. For though I am free from all men, I have made myself a servant to all, that I might win more. And to the Jews, I became a Jew, that I might win the Jews. To those under the law, as under the law, that I might win those who are under the law. To those who are without law, as without law. Law toward God, but under the law toward Christ, that I might win those who are without law. To the weak, I became weak, that I might win the weak. I've become all things to all men, that I might win by all means save some. I've become all things to all men, that I my, my, by all means may save some. Look at the boldness. Look at the heart of St. Paul. Look at the heart of those who've encountered Christ. Ask yourself this morning, ask yourself this morning, do I have the same zeal to share the gospel? Do I have the same zeal for every single person that I encounter, for them to know the healing and loving majesty of the Lord Jesus Christ. Look, verse 12 from the book of Acts this morning. And through the hands of the apostles, many signs and wonders were done among the people. Are we not the children of the apostles? Are we not those who received the faith of St. Mark from the gospel writer himself? Are we not the ones who our blood was shed for the sake of Christ? Are we not the ones who immigrated to these, this country for the sake of religious freedom to be able to practice our faith freely? Are we not the ones who were given sign, wonder, gift after gift after gift for ourselves? For ourselves only? For me to say, Abuna, you're not doing this for me. No, Abuna, what can I do for you? What can I do for the church? Abuna, the church isn't doing this. I want to be the solution to that problem. I want to be the person who is filling the need where I see the whole. When the church is all seeing the need for those around us, all of us come together like a beautiful orchestra playing music. All of us come together fulfilling all of the needs of those around us. And that church, that church is the church that is showing the signs of the work of the Holy Spirit within her. That church who is not focusing on what I can get, but focusing on what I can give. To whom has been given much, loves much. So they brought the sick onto them, the streets, and laid their beds in close, lest the shadow of Peter passing by them might fall on them. Look at all the amazing things. Now look at the psalm of this morning. God is to be greatly feared in the assembly of his saints and to be held in reverence by all around him. It is the fear of God. The fear of God, not that I'm scared of you. 
the, the majesty, the awe, the wonder, the glory of God, the power of God, the majesty of God that fills me, that encourages me to go out. I want to close with the gospel from this morning. Then he said to them, the harvest is truly great, but the laborers are few. The harvest is great, but the laborers are few. Therefore, I pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. That is the command for every single one of us this morning. Look to the person next to you. You are responsible for that person. We are all members of one body in this church, individually members of one another, that if one is hurting, one is sick, one is broken, we are to serve one another. It's not just to say, oh, Abuna, did you hear about that sick person? No, I'm going to visit that sick person. Abuna, did you hear about that person that is having an issue in their marriage? I'm going to pray for that person. When all of us collectively, together as the church, are working together, the harvest is great, but there are many laborers. And the laborers are filling all of the world with great power from on high. I send you as lambs among wolves. I send you in a world where there's so much darkness. But look at the end. Look at the end of this amazing, amazing gospel reading. Then the 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. Some of the youth in Africa have been sending me text messages saying, Abuna, we saw demon-possessed people in Africa. And in the power and the name of Jesus, they were afraid of us. Afraid of us. Afraid of us when we put the cross up to them. Afraid of us when we said in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Those who are filled with the Spirit and those who are contributors, not consumers. Look, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and upon all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. This is the great call today. As we approach the Feast of the Apostles, the Feast of St. Peter and St. Paul, please, I beg you, don't ask today, what can the church do for me? Ask today, Lord, what can I do for your church? Ask what I can do for your people. What can I do to share the message of the gospel to every single person that I know needs to hear the healing, amazing message of the Lord Jesus Christ? We're not on our own, my beloved. We're not on our own. We don't, the Lord just does, does not send us out by ourselves. He sends us out with power from on high through the Eucharist. St. John Chrysostom says those who receive the Eucharist are to receive him and fire comes out of their mouth after receiving him. What is the fire? The fire of the love of the Lord Jesus Christ. As you approach the altar today and you receive him, ask him, Lord, give me power, give me zeal to reach out to those who are far off. And if I'm lost, Lord, Show me that you are the way, the truth, and the life. All of us are lost. All of us are in need. But all of us are in need of your shepherdhood. All of us are in need of your staff to guide us to the place of green pastures besides still waters. Though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we fear nothing because your rod and your staff is with me. Glory be to God forever. Amen. This talk was brought to you by Upper Room Media. We hope that this talk has, through the grace of God, touched your heart.
and we pray that it will not only inform you, but will also transform you and your life with Christ.